Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. So at the City Light Church, we usually follow a monthly theme. Generally, we do that. Sometimes, you know, we, we go off that. But we generally follow a monthly theme. And for the month of March, our theme is show pieces. So God spoke to us at the beginning of the year that this is a year of the God show. So our word for the year is, it's a God show. It's a God show. And that is from the book of John chapter 20. Verse 20. I imagine John 2020 in the year 2020. So that's quite easy, very convenient to remember. And in the, in the book of John chapter 20, verse 20, uh, it says in the NLT that as he spoke, that's Jesus, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And he said they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. So the, the disciples saw God's hands. And they saw the Lord, and because of what they saw, they were filled with joy. So the promise of God for us in 2020 is that he's going to show us his hand. He's going to show us himself, and we're going to be overjoyed. We're going to be filled with joy. And so that's why uh, at City Light Church, we've been saying this. That's our slogan. It's a God show. And believe me. Uh, from January up until now, it's truly been a God show. God has been moving. God says, I am going to show myself strong on your behalf. Uh, I'm going to show myself to you. And I'm also going to make you a showpiece for myself. Through your life, people are going to come to see how good I am. People are going to come to see how loving I am, how powerful I am. People are going to come to see uh, my, my nature, my characteristics, and many people are going to come to know me as a result of that. So we've been following that theme, and in the month of March, we've been working on this theme, show pieces, show pieces. And the text for the show pieces is from 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. So 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, but you are not like that. Say, but you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You are a holy nation, God's very own possession. Say, so as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I love that. He said, you, you, talking about you, can show others the goodness of God. So show pieces are things that have been set up to show something, to show an example. They are like a, they, 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 they are like a, 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 a prototype. They are like an example of what you can get if you explore more of the kind of a thing that I am or the kind of a person that I am. So a showpiece is someone that shows forth or something that shows forth the characteristics 
of something that you are trying to get other people to buy into or to embrace. So for God calling us is showpieces. He's saying that I've put you in the world so that the world, when they see you, when they see the way you, know, you live, your demeanors, the way you act, your love, when they see the way you, know, you do that, uh, they, they become more interested. They want to know, how are you like that? Why are you like that? What's the secret of your life? And then you can easily point them back to God and say, well, the reason why I am who I am and I am what I am is by the grace of God. It's because of God, because I have God living inside of me. And so you being a showpiece, you, now, you are pointing people to the God show. So you are a God show, and it's a God show for you. So since the beginning of the month, uh, we have been looking at uh, certain things, which I'll quickly summarize before I go into my, uh, my very short sermon uh, for today. Um, so I was thinking, you know, to be able to, um, to explore this theme of a, show, of a showpiece, I was trying to just uh, look into the Bible to see what's a good example uh, that we could use. You know, I, I decided this year that, you know, one of the things that I want to do is that I want scriptures, to use scriptures to just speak directly to people. Um, just read the scripture, and then it speaks to our contemporary issues, um, you know, just to do a little bit more of that. And, you know, we've been doing that since the beginning of the year. So the message that came to me for this month um, is from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. In Genesis 1, 26, uh, the, the Bible uh, says that God said, let us make human beings or mankind in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So I was meditating on this verse and you know, sometimes when I meditate on the Bible, I will, I will try to use the original language. So, you know, the Bible, the, New, the Old Testament was originally written uh, in, the, in Hebrews. But then there was, a, there was a Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible um, that was, you know, so written in Greek, which was very popular and which is still very popular. Um, the word there, you know, in that Greek translation for the word image there, is the word hikon, you know, hikon. So that's the word where, that's the, the, the Greek word that is the root of the word that we use now, an icon. You all have heard about an icon. We talk about people, maybe some, uh, some celebrity and all that, or some beautiful woman, or some uh, powerful politician, or some powerful leader. We say, wow, that person is an icon of something, or maybe a sports figure or, some, or someone like that, we say that person is an icon. The word icon is from that word, and it's from that word that we get the word image here. So in meditating on it, I just saw that God was saying, let us make human beings as our icons. Uh, we're also very familiar with you know, icons. If you use any phone, probably you're watching me on your phone right now, uh, you probably clicked on, on an icon, an image of something, that led you to the program that you are using to watch it. So that an icon is something that 
illustrates or shows a particular thing so that when people interact with that thing, they, they can get a bigger picture or they can know more what is behind it. So when God says, I, 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 let's make human beings in our image, and that's talking about all of us, meaning God, God's intention was to create a people that will represent him. I love saying the word represent as represent. So we are the one that will present him and keep presenting him to the world. So we are the ones that will present him to Chicago. We're the ones that will present him to the United States. And whichever nation you are watching from, we are the ones that will present him to, those, to the people there, to the culture there, to the environment there. So God has called each and every one of us as representative. We've been called to be icons for God. People ought to be able to see us and then they can have an experience with God. They can have an experience with God. Jesus Christ, who is the model son and our example, when he came, he said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. In other words, when you come in contact with me, you're actually experiencing God. And later he said, as my Father has sent me into the world, so also have I sent you. So meaning we are sent with with the very same assignment that we should be God's representative uh, in the world. So we are icons. So we have been studying on how to be uh, an icon for God in this world. And I couldn't find a better person to use to illustrate this than this man called Daniel. Uh, In the book of Daniel, the the story of Daniel is told, and it was told from when he was just a a young boy. Um, Scholars tell us that, you know, the boy, Daniel then and his mate, were from about the age of 14 to 18. So they were just teenagers. So as teenagers, they were brought into this culture, the Babylonian culture. Uh, they 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 were brought in there, Israel has, you know, disobeyed God. The people of God, Judah, uh, had disobeyed God. God warned them, if you, if you continue doing this thing, what's going to happen is that a king is going to come and come and take over everything and humiliate you and all that. But they did not listen to God. They didn't listen to the prophets and all that. So the prophecy came to pass. Nebuchadnezzar, then the king of Babylon, came and conquered Judah, took over everything, and then he took the people captive and took them to Babylon. Now, you need to know Babylon was one of the, one of the greatest nations in the world. And in fact, one of the seventh wonders of the, um, of the ancient world you know, resides in Babylon. It was called the Hanging, the hanging Garden of Babylon. So it was this, you know, if people uh, you know, came, came in there, you just heard and all that. So you see, all these, these boys... And, you know, the other, other people from Judah, Israel, they were brought into this, this place that's so intimidating. But it was a godless culture. It was a culture that was powerful. It was a culture that had a lot of wonders, but it was godless. And so they were brought in there. So we say one of the first things that happens is, you know, for, you, you know, for an icon that gives you the opportunity to shine is the placement. God will place you in a, part, in a particular place where... It might, it might be a new place for you. Some of you right now, you are, you are in a new place. You know. uh, for example, what is happening right now has brought the entire world, I'm talking about this coronavirus thing, has brought the entire world into a whole 
brand new place. Some of you are navigating things that are very new to you that is like, you know, it's just like someone was telling me yesterday that last week, this last week was one of the strangest weeks, you know, of his life. Like, you know, just things, things just seemed different. So maybe, you know, that's the way you are feeling right now. I want you to know that this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for something. I'm going to share about that uh, in a moment. So they were brought into this place. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a godless, um, you know, hostile, heathen place. But this hidden place, that, that place where they were brought to, had an agenda. And that agenda was, they wanted, to, you know, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, and all his people, wanted to make sure that anything in their lives that referred to God or to their history was completely erased and obliterated. So they began to put pressures on them. They said, let's choose some of their young men and bring them to the palace. Can you imagine the, the young men just came to the palace? They saw this beauty, all this food, all these women. They saw just all kinds of stuff. And then they changed their names. They had godly names before. You know, Israel name. They were just, you know, Israel, you know, boys. And they had, you know, some names that, were, that showed the characteristics of God. They changed their names to the names of the gods of Babylon. And so they put pressures on them. You know, we've talked about the pressures that was placed on them, the pressure to fit, the pressure of facts. They were to, going to train them in the history of the Babylonians so that they can erase their own history. You know, they put, you know, uh, the pressure to forget on them, you know, by trying to change their name and so on. So they, had, they just put pressures on them. But rather, and then of course the pressure of fun, but rather than Daniel complying, Daniel made a decision, and that's, you know, I want to say that and, you know, just say that to everybody watching me right now, that at this moment right now, we need to make a decision. Daniel made a decision that despite the pressure coming from the culture and all the things going on, the strange new place that they found themselves and, you know, these new demands coming upon them, Daniel made up his mind that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. So we call that the icon stand. You know, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. So we all need to take a stand and say, no matter what, is, what happens, no matter what is going on, we're going to stand for God. We're going to stand uh, for integrity. We're going to stand at this time. We're going to stand to be icons, to be light for God. So they stood, and as a result of their standing, we see in Daniel chapter 1 that God actually distinguished them. God gave them the opportunity to be able to, uh, to be peculiar, to be different, to be his showpieces. And they were able to minister, to start ministering to that culture. They took the pressure that was supposed to come upon them. They turned it around. They used the opportunity to learn a lot about what's going on in the culture, what it's all about, so that they can be able to uh, reach out to those people. And that's what God is calling us to do at this time, to take the time to learn about the world we are in, the place we are in, the culture we are placed in, so that we can be more proficient in being his showpieces and ministering to the people. And then the story continues, you know, from Daniel chapter 2 to Daniel uh, chapter 4, we begin to see different things, you know, you know, things coming on. In Daniel chapter 2, it was Nebuchadnezzar having a dream. He had a dream and he was confused. He was confused about the dream. Just like right now, there's a lot of confusion in the world right now. There's a lot of confusion in the city. 
You know, when we started preaching this, I didn't even know this was going to happen, you know, you know, in this month. But God, you know, God was preparing us for this. There's a lot of confusion. People are wondering, oh, you know, what's going to happen? So what will happen, you know, to my family? What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to, uh, you know, to, um, you know, our normal way of life? What's going to happen with this virus? You know, is, you know, is, is somebody going to die? You know, people are wondering. People are afraid. Just all kinds of things. That is ex- exactly what Nebuchadnezzar was going through. There was a dream. There was a dream that he had, and the dream brought him confusion. Uh, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 2, verse 1, that after he had that dream, that he was troubled on his bed. He had such disturbing dreams that he couldn't sleep. Sleeplessness. And I can tell you that is what is happening all around right now, all over the world. I've been getting messages, you know, from different places. Oh, churches are closing down. A lot of people, they depend on going to church, to fellowship, to, you know, some people even depend on it for their food. Some students need to go to school to eat, you know, and all that. Just all kinds of the normal order just being upended because of this virus. And so there was, there were, there was disturbance. That he could not sleep. He, you know, in, in verse 2, you know, he, he go, it, it goes on to say that Daniel, you know, he called his magicians, he called his enchanters, he called his sorcerers, he called his astrologers, and demanded that they tell him the dream. And they stood before the king. You know, I've been mean, taking a lot of, you know, time, you know, to follow you know, the news and everything. I follow the updates on the coronavirus. I know that in every nation right now, all leaders are calling on their, on their most trusted advisors. Okay, how, can we develop a vaccine? Oh, can we use uh, chloroquine? Can we, you know, what medicine can be used for this? Okay, now, what do we do with, about the economy so that it doesn't crash? Oh, what do we do about the industries? What do we do about this? Like, there's a lot of meetings that is currently going on in all the halls of power around the world. There are meetings even going on in the church. You know, we're meeting with leaders. So how do we, how do we address this and all that? So you see that the same thing going on right now was going on right there in the book of Daniel. Now, he told them in verse 3, I had a dream that deeply troubles me, and I must know what it means. In other words, I need a solution to this problem. But you notice something? If you read on chapter, uh, verse 4 and so on, you will notice that um, Nebuchadnezzar, even though he was confused, he needed an answer and all that, there was something that he had. He had a mistrust about the current system that he used, he has used in the past to solve his problems. All these astrologers, he didn't trust them. He said, you know, I, 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 don't trust you. I, I don't trust what is going on. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't trust you that you're going to tell me the truth. So I'm going to prove you. Can you tell me what the dream is? Because if I tell you what my dream is, you're, just, you're only just going to deceive me. And I can tell you, I've been getting emails or uh, uh, WhatsApp messages, text messages, of all kinds of conspiracy theories right now. People say, you know, this thing is government that started it. This thing is from this place. This thing is from that place. And there's a lot of mistrust. Uh, people don't, you know, not trusting the decisions of their leaders. Or even right now, people are afraid that the healthcare system is going to be overwhelmed. That what we have right now is not going to be enough. 
you know, we have a group of doctors in church and all that. I see, you know, they are, you know they, some of their concerns because they are on the front line. I want to give a shout out to everyone who is a medical professional, every nurse, every doctor, everyone uh, that is going out, the police, just, just people going out right now and helping people. We want to say a big thank you to you. I want you to know that we are praying for you. We are praying for you. We are praying for God's protection over you. We're praying that at this time, as you do your work in ministering to people, that, you know, God himself will cover you with his feathers, and God, God himself will make this time a fulfilling time for you. Thank you for everything that you do. You know, but you could see there, even among those who are walking and all that, that some of the system that we have, there's not enough ventilators, there's not enough, you know, N95 masks, there's not enough, you know, all these things. Just the system seems not to be enough. People are rushing to go and shop and all that because they have a feeling that the food is going to end. The uh, the, the what was the other thing? The, the 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 gas is going to end. They're not going to get gas in their cars. Uh, what's going to happen to the student? What's going to happen to children? So a lot. There's a lot of mistrust of the current system. But I want to tell you, if you're watching me right now, uh, whether you are a believer or not a believer, I want you to I want to let you know that when it is the darkest. That is when the opportunity is, is um, higher, highest to be able to shine. So this is an opportunity for everyone to become a showpiece for God. Especially, I'm talking to all, all of you, you know, watching me, uh, City Life folks and, uh, you know, just believers. And you're watching me. It's an opportunity for us to shine as the church. This is not the demise of the church. This is the church you know, taking a little time out to re-strategize and to minister in creative ways, to find creative ways uh, to minister to people. I want you to know that this is an opportunity. And that's what happened to Daniel then. When everybody, when the system failed and nobody could interpret the dream for Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel did something. Daniel went, the first thing he did uh, was that he found out more about what was going on. When they said they were going to, uh, to kill everyone, it was, a, it was an existential threat to all the wise men. That if they couldn't answer it, they were going to be killed. Daniel was also placed in that position. But Daniel did something. He went, he found out more about what was going on, what the king wanted. Then he did something. He called his friends together. He called his friends. He called his friends. I want you to listen to that right now. And that's part of my message for today. That one of the things you can do during this season, even though we might be separated by distance, I want you to stay spiritually connected. While we're being told to socially distance ourselves, this is the time for you to stay connected, for us to stay connected. And thank God for tools that we can use to stay connected. We can use our cell phones. We can use, you know, uh, some of the other tools to, you know, to, to stay connected. But it's imp- because it's important that you do not isolate yourself at this time. It's important that you stay connected. Because one of the ways we stand is when we stand together. One of the ways we're going to overcome this thing is when we stand together. So use this opportunity, opportunities uh, that are being presented now to, to, to get to work together with people. To work together uh, with other, to reach out to other people, to make sure that you are not isolated. Um, if you are afraid, you are concerned, you are bored, whatever it is, 
Come on, reach out to somebody. You know, I love some of the things going on right now. You know, I've been watching some of the things going on in Italy. And I know they want to do something like that in Chicago this weekend. When people are playing music, uh, they are doing it and just, uh, you know, just playing music from their balconies and all that. And everybody's just connecting together and all that. I believe we can do that on social media too. We can do it everywhere. Just, just make sure you stay connected. Uh, don't, uh, don't isolate yourself even though we are socially distancing uh, let's not be distant in the spirit. So Daniel called his friends together. And then the second thing they did was Daniel called upon God. And he asked God to help. So, so this is really uh, where, I'm going, um, where I'm going today. I'm going to jump quickly to Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 10. And then I will just come back and just talk about some of these things again. In Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10... Uh, in fact, let's start from uh, verse, I think from verse 8 or verse 9 will be, will be good. So in verse 8, they said, And now, your majesty, issue and sign this law so that it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and the Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. Verse 10. So now what was the law? Just the context. What was the law? The law was that for 30 days, there was going to be a restriction on people worshiping God. Now, some of the restrictions we're facing right now, I believe it is for good. It is for good. It's going to save some people's lives and all that. So this is not, uh, it's not, there are not decisions being made uh, with malice and all that. But you know, one thing about the devil is that he would always try to co-opt whatever is going on to use it, you know, for his purpose. But we thank God because we are wise enough, we can use it uh, for God's glory. So the, the, in verse 7, it says, we're all in agreement, we administrators, officials, and high officials, advisors, and governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the lion's den. So just like in our world right now, there is a restriction, even though it's a kind of a different restriction, but there was a re- restriction there, and the restriction meant that People could not do certain things. So right now, in some places right now, all over the world, churches cannot meet in large gatherings. As in some places, like in the city of Chicago right now, there's actually a stay-at-home order where you have to stay at home except you know, for some essential things that needs to be done and all that. So there are restrictions. Now, this is where I'm going. An icon, when an icon is restricted, when I, an icon faces restriction, one of the things that kicks in are the habits that the icon had developed over time when the restrictions were not there. The habits will kick in. Now, secondly, when an icon is restricted, that's the second part of it, it is an opportunity to develop new habits. So I'm just going to explore in the next you know, 10 minutes or so, explore this uh, these two things, the habits developed and the opportunities to develop some new habits. And that's why I'm talking about the high cons habit. I will, want to title today's message like the high cons habit. So let's quickly go back at the life of, uh, I mean, the story of Daniel again. Quickly run through it. The first thing we see there was that habit of the habit of an icon was in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 where Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile 
himself. He determined not to defile himself. So one of the habits of an icon is the, uh, the ability to make tough decisions. To make decisions. To make quality decisions. When pressures come, when things change, there are certain decisions that will carry you through. So I want to encourage everyone watching me right now, think about it. What are some decisions that I need to make right now? What are some top decisions? And I'll give you some examples of some decisions that we can make. This is an opportunity to make a decision. You could make a decision that, you know what, during this time, I want to strengthen my, uh, my relationship with God. I want to get back to reading the Bible daily. I want to start, since my family and I are in the house, I want to start, let's start afresh. Let's start doing family devotion. Let's have praise and worship time. Let's get our kids. Our kids are very talented. If you have kids, let's, you know, let them do some creative stuff. Oh, how about having fun with your family? If you're a single person and you're not married, you can make certain decisions right now. In fact, you have more opportunities because now you are alone. You can decide that I want to read more books. Those books that you have kept for a long time, that have been in your library, you bought them. You were inspired to, to buy them, but you didn't do anything. This is an opportunity for you to do some reading. This is an opportunity for you to make some decisions that will affect your future. That will affect when these restrictions are over, that can change your life forever. Make the decision. Uh, make those decisions. And for each and every one of us, these decisions are going to be different. You understand? They're going to be different. For you, you know the areas where you need to beef up, areas where you know that you can be more effective as a believer or as a person, that you can just make some little, little decisions there, reading, some, reading a little bit more, praying a little bit more, spending some time listening to your family, listening to your children, you know, you know calling some people that you've not called in a while, connecting to people, uh, sharing, getting on social media and sharing. I'll talk about that in a moment. So that was the first, uh, the first habit that we see there. The second habit that we see of Daniel as an icon is what I was talking about. Daniel seemed to have this, uh, this habit of always doing things with other people. Daniel, Daniel was, a, uh, how do I say, he was someone who believed in you know, working together with other people. Now, it's a good habit. It's a good habit to know. And to understand that we're created to live in company. We're created to, uh, to do life together. We're, we're created. God made us as social beings. God made us in such a way that we cannot really do anything that is of, I mean, things that are of great significance, except we involve other people. That one is too small a number to achieve significance. So I want you to think about this habit. What are your relationships habits at this time? Are you an isolated person? Are you a lone ranger? Or have you tuned up from everybody because they've hurt you, because they've done something to you, or whatever? Have you done that? Or, uh, you know, are you just, you know, you're just isolating yourself? This is a time to revisit that and to say one of the habits I want to develop at this time is actually our ability to connect with other people. You know, you do that. Pick up the phone. Do, you know, just call. Remember, at this time, we're going to get through it together and get to the other side, you know, as we stand together. Now, the third thing that I saw as I was studying the book of Daniel, about the habits of Daniel, apart from calling on other people uh, to, 
you know, to, you know, working with people was that Daniel had this habit of constantly learning. Constantly learning. So we see in many of the books, uh, many of uh, the chapters of the book of Daniel, uh, we see in chapter 1 that he put himself into, you know, this training that they put him into, he put himself into it and excelled by studying all the languages of the Babylonians. We saw in Daniel chapter 2 that he went to God and prayed, and then he was able to interpret dreams. As we move on, we start seeing Daniel doing the same thing. In Daniel chapter 9, actually, you know, he said, Daniel, I understood by books. You know, he, he, we, we see later, as we read in the book of Daniel, times that he was spent 21 days fasting just because he wanted knowledge. He wanted wisdom. He wanted to understand what was happening. He wanted to interpret what was happening. So I want to encourage you at this time that one of the habits of an icon is this constant and never-ending improvement through learning. This is an opportunity for you to learn. While you are working from home, while you are there, uh, pick up a book, watch a documentary, pick up your Bible, do some, you know, the internet is there, do some theology study, do some study, something that you've been trying to learn for, for a while, you know, to improve yourself. Start learning an icon is versatile with the culture that they are supposed to that they are supposed to influence so learn learn so that's a very uh, important habit now let me go you know the, to the next habit and i have you know two more that i'm going to talk about so the next habit of an icon is you will notice that many times daniel was called to speak to kings and there, were, there are two, two times I'm going to mention. The first time was when he, he had to tell Nebuchadnezzar that there was a kingdom that is going to conquer his own kingdom. That was a tough thing to tell a king, especially a king that was so temperamental like Nebuchadnezzar. There was another one, again, Nebuchadnezzar had another dream in Daniel chapter 4 where he had to tell, that, to, that, to tell Nebuchadnezzar, you are going to become an animal. You are going to become an animal. You are going to be crawling all over the place and all that. It was tough. In fact, Daniel at first hesitated. But the king said, Daniel, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I know his story. He said, I wish this thing didn't happen to you, only happened to your enemy, but I'm going to tell you anyways. And then also, we see in the, the next king that came after Nebuchadnezzar, Belteshazzar, you know, when, when he saw the handwriting on the wall and nobody could interpret it, Daniel had to tell him that, you know what, the God, it was a tough message that, you know, you, you've been doing all these things. You have exalted yourself as the great king, as, you know, the one. You have exalted yourself above God. You use God's, you know, the, 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 the implements, the things taken from the Lord's temple. And you used it. You used it to start drinking with all your people. You were, you know, you were, you were desecrating the things of God and dishonoring God. Daniel had to give him that tough message and tell him that, you know what, the, the Persians and the Medes, they're going to come. They're going to conquer your kingdom. Can you imagine standing there and telling a mighty king who had all authority that could tell you to be executed, telling, uh, telling the king the tough, giving the king the tough message. So one of the habits of the icon is what I call truth-telling. I think that this is an opportunity for us to tell ourselves the truth, to tell the church the truth, to tell the world the truth. There are some truths that are coming out from these restrictions and some of these things that are going on right now that we need to really sit time and think about it. That is it possible that God is using this thing? God didn't start the coronavirus. Don't make a mistake. But is it possible that God is using this thing for us to actually examine certain truths of how we have done church, of the things that we have emphasized? 
Um, you know, I put something on Facebook, you know, some days ago, and about two days ago, I put it up there about some of the things that, you know, this thing is, you know, teaching me, and that I believe it could teach us, that it's taking us back to the basics. And the basics is focus on God, focus time with your family, spend time with your family, disciple your family, learn to have fun as a family, and then it's telling us also to look for ways that you can help your neighbor because a lot of people need help right now. It's also teaching us at this time, I mean, at this time right now, we're also learning to look for creative ways to minister to people in very simple ways. It's giving us a break from crowds and all that. There's nothing wrong with crowds. People need to be reached. But sometimes we just need to adjust our values to God, to family, and to all that, and to adjust our priorities. Many things that people depend on, 401ks, all these things right now, stocks, all the all, you know, real estate, everything that your jobs, that people will boast in, those things are crashing. But it, the painful thing that it took a bug, a bug, a virus, to remind all of us of this, that everything in this world that we put our hopes in, that we pride ourselves in, those things can come crashing down in one moment. And the only thing that is going to stand is God and the relationships that God has put around, around us. The things that we truly need to prioritize. So I want you know, us to get into this habit at this time of truth-telling. Tell ourselves the truth. Tell people the truth and say, use this time you know, to readjust our lives back to the, in alignment with the truth of God, with what really matters. And the last thing that I want to share today about the habit of an icon is also from Daniel chapter 6, and verse 10. So look at it. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Uh, the Bible says that when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and he knelt down as usual. You know, as usual. Look at that word, as usual. As usual. Whenever you see as usual or as the custom is, you are talking about habits. You are talking about what he had been doing before. This was not just something that, you know, that just came up with. Many people know, when they think about Daniel, this is what they know about him, that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But do you know that Daniel would not have been able to withstand this if he had not developed certain habits up until now? He would have been afraid of the Daniel. So all the things going on right now, the pressures and all the things going on in the world right now, they are opportunities for us to build a character. They are opportunities for us to develop certain habits that will help us to be even become more useful and effective to God as an icon later. So Daniel knelt down as usual. So meaning that he had the habit of prayer. We've talked about that. He, reached, he always brought everything to God. And we will see later in the next, in verse 11, the kind of prayer, what he was praying about. You know, go to verse 11. tells us what he was praying. Uh, he said, then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking God for help. So go back to verse 10. Asking God for help. So Daniel was actually praying for, just asking God for help for himself. He was asking God for help for the people, for the nation, and all that. He was interceding for the nation. He was asking God for help. So one of the things that we can do right now is strengthen our prayer habits and ask God for help. Let's ask God uh, for help for our leaders. Let's get, ask God for help for our nation. Let's ask God for help for our medical profession, professionals. Let's ask God for help 
to assist us and help us in everything uh, that is going on right now. But let me, let me finish with this. Then it says, with its windows open towards Jerusalem, its windows were opened. And he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. See, just as he has always done. So this was a product of habits. This was an icon who had developed certain habits. And one of the habits was prayer. But where I want to end is this place, where he says, um, the windows, he opened up his windows towards Jerusalem. That is very significant. While I was meditating on this uh, during the week, you know, the word came very strongly to me. Wow. When I saw windows. Why? He could have prayed and closed the windows. He could have prayed and closed the windows, but he prayed and opened the windows. What does opening the windows signify? Daniel opened the windows towards Jerusalem because he, you know, so basically when, you know, you know, there's way people can pray. They say they pray towards a particular thing. You know, I remember when, this, when Solomon Temple was dedicated, they used to pray. You know, they will, they, people would pray towards that temple and all that. So one of the th- reasons why he opened um, his windows, but because, because he, you know, he wanted, to, he wanted to, you know, to, to point in that direction you know, as he was praying. So that's one of the significance of you know, the open windows. So Jerusalem represents the city of God then. So open windows now. So we also need to open our windows in the direction of God, the windows of heaven. The Bible talks about the windows of heaven. When you talk about the windows of heaven, you are talking about revelation. You are talking about, um, you, know, you know, the word coming to you. Do, do you, do, you, know, you know, the word coming to you, um, you know, getting revelation in the word. So I want you to open your windows towards Jerusalem. Spend some time in the Bible, you know. You know, so the, I would say the habit of the last habit of the icon is that they have open windows and want to open your windows towards God. Spend some time studying the Word of God. Take some time to meditate so that God can speak to you towards Jerusalem. Now, the second part about the open windows is when Daniel opened the windows, he knew that people were going to see him. That's why the officials could see him praying. He knew that he was going to communicate. He was going to communicate something. Uh, to the culture that he was in. So, God, you know, just you know, brought that thing to my heart. I just tell everybody to open their windows. First of all, let them open their windows to me uh, for revelation. But now let them open their windows to the culture. I want to tell you that this is not the time to close up. This is the time to open up. Open your windows. Find a way, a way to take your mind, your high off yourself, and minister to somebody during this time. Find a way to solve a problem for somebody. Maybe get on social media and speak or write something if you are not used to doing that. Maybe, you know, just pick up your phone and call someone. There are many ways that we can reach out to people at this time. So I want to encourage you to open your windows and you'll see the blessings uh, that come. Windows also represent the favor of God. It represents the blessing of God. As we open up our windows to God, open up our windows to the world, and be a blessing, the blessing of God will flow into our lives. And just like it happened to Daniel, he was put into lions then and all, lions then, but eventually everybody acknowledged that God is great. I want you to know that, you know, throughout this season, there's going to be an acknowledgement at the end of it of the greatness of God and all the pride elements that are in the world that have been raised up. Those things are going to be redefined and people's values are going to be redefined and God is going to get all the glory. So that's the message that I have for you today. I hope you've been blessed. Um, if you could just bow down your heads wherever you are, I would like to pray for everyone right now.
um, as we end. And if you are watching me and you don't have a relationship with God, um, this is an opportunity for you to commit your life to Jesus Christ. Uh, there's no, Jesus is the answer to, the, to all our problems, to the world's problem. Jesus comes to give us life and life abundance. Jesus comes to give us direction and hope in the midst of confusion. There's no anchor that you need better now that is, you know, that apart from Jesus Christ. So I call upon you, I call upon you to come to the Lord and to dedicate yourself to him. Uh, you know, by just praying a simple prayer, I just ask Jesus, you know, just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you. Come and fill me with yourself. And as you pray that prayer, God is going to fill you. Thanks for listening to The Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Lynn, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.